previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the astrological sign of Libra. Today's show will focus on Scorpio. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, stars, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth Tarot Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your resident classicist. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Hope you had a lovely month. Yeah. Hope you had a good Libra. Happy, mm-hmm. happy Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to our Scorpio listeners. Yes. Happy birthday. Uh, we are going to talk about you. <laughs> And uh, I know you don't like the spotlight too much, so you'll have to uh, scurry, scurry on here from the shadows. <laughs> or grin and bear it. Or, or, or grin and bear it, yeah. Or, you know, um, my husband's actually a Scorpio, and what he would do is have deadpan face. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> have a deadpan face yep. and not show any emotion. And then, <laughs> but the secrets, the secrets are there. <laughs> and I know he would actually secretly like it. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. He would. Not- he would appreciate it <laughs> inwardly, but not maybe show it outwardly. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about this mystery wrapped in an enigma that is Scorpio. Um, in a few words, I, if I were to describe Scorpio, I would say transformation and death and power and passion and sex and... Uh, vengeance and <laughs> um, and all those good things. Yeah, uh, Scorpio is the eighth sign in astrology. Um, rules ruled by the eighth house of death and transformation. Um, planets that end up in the eighth house in a person's chart normally indicate um, qualities of of. The beyond in that person's chart. So if you have like a moon in the eighth in the eighth house, which is ruled by Scorpio, uh, normally it's indicative of uh, some sort of psychic energies happening from uh, the world beyond our own, right? Uh, what does the houses mean? What do the what astrology do houses mean? That's a really great question, Biddy. So astrology houses are they're basically indicative of uh where your ascending is so let's just start there your ascending is where the sun was at the time you were born okay okay and that's not your sun sign it's not your sun sign so your sun sign is where the sun was on the morning that you that you were born right so the sun rises in a different sign at um different times of the year right right so october okay. 23rd is when the sun rises in scorpio and it's going to rise in scorpio for a month and then it goes over to sagittarius and mm-hmm. then capricorn right. aquarius so on and so forth right um but the sun is actually moving through um, the constellations throughout the day oh. as well so is that why when you're doing a chart you need to know the time that you're born yes okay. it, it does matter Right. Um, 
normally you can get kind of a rough estimate based off of the hour that you were okay. born, but if you can get it down to the minute, sometimes that you, you are, you're able to see a little bit more clearly mm-hmm. um, where the planets actually do la- land in your charts. Okay. Right? So, yeah, the sun's moving throughout all the signs, but also all the other planets are also moving through all the signs, right? Mm-hmm. So you get this ever-changing pattern of uh, charts. So it's very, like, basically you need to be in the same location, born at the same time, in order to have a similar enough chart. Okay. Any- and then, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say, like, even then, even if you do have, let's say you're, you're twins, mm-hmm. right, and you're born with the same chart, um, experiences also do play a very big role right. in those charts. And also the way the people that you are with, right? So for example, um, some people, so sometimes if you were to get into relationship astrology, right, you might have certain planets in your chart that would um, indicate a tendency towards, let's say, um, let's say you have planets that indicate a tendency towards um, fighting in marriage, right? And then you have a, your your marriage partner is uh, someone who has planets that are leaning towards harmony in marriage. So it is possible for those uh, those two uh, effects to cancel each out each other out. Okay. So the person that you're with also has an influence on the way ultimately your chart plays out. So it's kind of like there's a there's big overlaps in. Mm-hmm in how uh, astrology ends up affecting a person. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, there's also all the people around you and the way that you're growing up and the experiences that you have. Uh, like Biddy and I, we were just having a conversation about the difference between male Scorpios and female Scorpios. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily because of gender, but more like how gender is affecting how you are raised, mm-hmm. right? So like a person who's raised as a woman, in at least in Canada, um, in our community in Canada, right? Um, you are ten- you tend to be encouraged to show your emotions. Um, you tend to be encouraged to share your emotions a lot more. So as a Scorpio who has very passionate emotions, if they're encouraged to be honest and, and forthcoming with those emotions constantly, um, they're going to come across as being very passionate and very fiery type of people. Whereas men are encouraged to hold in their emotions. Um, they're often told to suck it up and be a man. I do not condone this, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, that's this is often um, how men are being raised, right? So when mm-hmm. they have all those emotions, they learn to that it is better for them to hide them, okay. right? So they, uh, they might still have that underneath the surface, but you'd have to get to know them. Um, you'd have to gain their trust, uh, which is sometimes very challenging to do with Scorpio in general. Um, Scorpio sometimes has trust issues, and I think it's because they have this, like, this these very deep eyes. Like, Scorpio is actually very much known for their eyes and how they're able to kind of just see through all bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're able to just see past all of... Uh, all the lies that people tend to tell each other and also sometimes tell themselves. Um, Scorpios are really, they have a knack for also seeing patterns and they, they will sometimes see patterns so deeply and 
that combined with their intuition can often lead to a lot of soothsayers. Uh, Scorpios tend to be right about the future uh, more often than not. (laughs) Um, So I mentioned before that the water signs all have this kind of psychic energy to them. Um, Mentioned, if you remember back in Pisces, we talked about how Pisces often is very spiritually connected to their guides um, or, you know, the other world, the other dimensions. Uh, Cancer, cancers are empaths. They're very much able to connect with other people's emotions and understand what it is they're feeling. Scorpios are able to see the underlying uh, patterns in reality and they're able and when they are in tune with their intuition they're able to sometimes predict the future all right (laughs) all that all that i'm gonna have you go back to what a house means oh right what a house means so i did get way off track that's okay thank you for that yeah so a house is you you start with house one right um your first house is um, basically where your ascending lies. So let's say your ascending is Scorpio, because we're on Scorpio. That would mean you have your first house in Scorpio. And each house kind of talks about um, a different aspect. There's 12 full aspects in a person's life, because there's 12 signs. And as you go through the house houses in the person's chart, you can kind of see how uh, which depending on which planets appear in that house, what kind of influences are affected in different aspects of a person's life. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I totally went off on off base on That's that okay. one. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> it's true. You and your lovely Capricorn ways, keeping me grounded. I love it. <laughs> I think this is how I can do seminars as well, like lead mm-hmm. them to be like, okay, I see this conversation. Let's go back over here. Now <laughs> over there. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have uh, a variety of things that have just been said to summarize them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We talked about houses and how it, it talks about the different aspects of your life, but also we mentioned that the planets and are are all moving throughout the different constellations and depending on where they land in the constellation you're able to tell where the houses are um like you're you're going to be able to tell not only where that constellation is but also what constellation is falling on each house Mm -hmm. right so um if you are curious about this there are some wonderful websites um you can pretty much get you can just like Google free astrology chart. And I was floored by how many websites there are now that actually give you a full chart with like the actual, um, you can you can actually see the visuals and it'll also give you free interpretations. Mm-hmm. I was on Astro Cafe um, I'm sh- and I saw like at least five others that were doing this and it's very impressive, very, there, there's all kinds of tools now um, with astrology. It's a, it's a great time to get into it. <laughs> yeah, it makes it a lot more approachable, it I does. think. It does, yeah. And when you have, like, automated, customized chart reading and interpretation, it gives you kind of an idea, like, you know, they're not perfect because they are automated. Exactly, yeah. If you yeah. want something more in-depth, then I would definitely suggest, like, speaking to someone that knows more about it and can actually read an astrology chart. Exactly. And, you know, I, I don't have training, personally. I'm just, I'm just passionate about it. 
Um, but there are people who are trained in it and uh, they can they can give very accurate and uh, mm-hmm. it, interpretations if you're interested in that. All right. Um, actually, Biddy, didn't you do that? Didn't you get your chart interpreted? I before? did. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were like, didn't didn't I um, do that? Like, give yeah, give give interpretations. No, yeah, yeah. That I didn't. But yes, I did go to someone once, and it was really really neat. I know. And as you were talking, I was trying to think. I know that I've heard some on other podcasts, so I'll try to. Um, Go back through mine and see who who it was and, mm-hmm. and put them in the show notes because it like there are many out there that do it and it is really neat. Yeah, and like people do it online now too, right? Oh yeah, especially yeah. like over. Well, I don't even know if people use Skype anymore. Zoom is that the thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't technology, but uh, um, <laughs> the, tech, the tech. Yes, but yeah, like I I was able to get one done in person, but there are lots of people that um, you can connect with online, which is pretty neat too. Yes. All right. Um, so Scorpion, Scorpio the Scorpion. Yes. What does this have to do with in classics? Well, once again, Scorpio, Latin for scorpion. You don't say. <laughs> I like how this is every single time. This is kind of fun. Um, so yeah, so it has to do with the myth of Orion. So I think most people have heard of Orion through the constellation and Orion's belt. Um, but this is from Greek mythology. So... I will tell you about him, and then near the end of his story, you will see where the scorpion kind of comes into play. But Orion, um, essentially he was a giant and the son of Poseidon. Um, He apparently, because of his father, uh, he could be able to walk on water, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And like many of our myths that I've talked about, there are many variations uh, and little bits of stories, Um, especially for Orion, I think is because he is so kind of, I don't say steeped in mythology, but we see writings um, about him from Homer and Hesiod. So that's early, early writing um, all the way up until Roman times. So that's hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why we see kind of, variations and different things going on so I'll I'll definitely um, give you guys a couple of those variations Um, so yes I mentioned he is a hunter and as a hunter he is a devotee of Artemis right remember Artemis she is our huntress goddess huntress goddess yeah maiden goddess Artemis yep (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 Um, but yeah I don't know yeah, I'll tell that story. Okay, so this is a, a, a trigger warning story. Um, but Orion um, long courted the daughter of, Oin- how do you say his name? Oinpion? Oinipion? Basically means wine face, which is kind of funny. Wine face? Yep. Like he drinks a lot of wine? <laughs> Probably. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And he was king of an island. Um, and he and Orion wanted his daughter. Hmm said hey king give me your daughter king says no he's reluctant and so orion takes her for himself without asking or getting consent how uh how what a gentleman there yes (laughs) um probably takes us from his father uh a little bit poseidon is also known for not doing things as he should not do it not, that way not being appropriate exactly yeah um and for revenge um the king he put out orion's eyes while he slept oh yeah so got some vengeance on him good good which was very good yes yeah um 
um, Orion obviously left and he went um, towards the eastern horizon when he got there. Either the sun or Helios, who is the sun god, gave him back his vision. Oh. Yeah. Weird. For nothing? <laughs> like he just did it? Yep. Oh. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a little biased in this story. Can you tell? Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. So yeah. that is, that's more to give kind of a background on his personality characteristics that he kind of just so, gets away with things and gets away with it and then is rewarded almost in a way for it which isn't yeah that great yeah obviously um but yeah so that's one of his myths um another one which is how we get the story of why he is a constellation um has to do more with artemis so orion orion boasted um to artemis that he would kill every animal on earth. Oh. Mm-hmm. Gaia, if you remember, she is the goddess of the earth. Yeah. Didn't really like this very much. You don't say. No. <laughs> What's, what I find interesting about this is that you would think Artemis also wouldn't be very happy with this. Because even though she is a huntress goddess, she knows that you can't kill everything or else then there won't be anything left to hunt. So Exactly. Like, you think she would appreciate the balance of life and death. Exactly. And she does. I think she was maybe just transfixed with Orion in particular. Oh. For some reason. Was he, was he good looking? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so a great battle ensued. Um, and... Um, Gaia actually sent a scorpion, this Scorpio, <laughs> to kill Orion. That is how he died. Oh. Um, and because of this, um, Artemis, again, being an admirer of Orion, asked Zeus to... Um, Put him in the stars? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to think of a way. Yeah, basically to honor him and place him in the night sky. Um, but he also then... Um, put Scorpio up there also so that he's kind of always chasing Orion in the night sky. Oh. Which I think is kind of cool. That's really cool. So Scorpio Mm -hmm. was the one that keeps Orion in check. Yes. Yes. And so this myth kind of serves as a reminder to mortal men to avoid being arrogant. So Mm -hmm. don't boast that I can kill all the animals I want. Um, so yes, that <laughs> and arrogance, boastfulness, and to take care of creatures, both you know, large and small. We need both of those. It's very true. Like if there's one thing Scorpio hates, it's people who boast and uh, like people who play themselves off as as being more than they are. Just falseness mm-hmm. in general. Like Scorpio hates lies. Mm-hmm. They can't stand lies and lies in all its form. Really, and they would see boasting as a version of lying. Yeah, and this is similar if you think, remember back to the Arachne episode, um, where that was the the woman that said, "Oh, I can." She was boasting that she could weave better than Athena could, and mm-hmm. then she turned her into a spider. <laughs> of course. So yeah. this is definitely kind of yeah a theme that we see um, again and again. Um, one other alternate version of this story is that. Um, Orion, he was in love with um, Artemis and tried to go too far with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of this, Artemis placed a scorpion on his head, which poisoned him and killed him. Oh. So, alternate version. 
Okay, but still the Scorpio is the one that does them in. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think regardless of the version of the story, that's always what's happening. And because of this service as kind of a reward, again, he gets placed into um, the stars as a, in the constellation. Interesting. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, and once again, it's associated with death as well. Like the scorpion is associated mm-hmm. with death and transformation and also ascension. Yeah, in that way, yeah, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um like one of the themes of Scorpio is over and over again that you have to like sometimes transformation is painful, but you have to get through it in order to um, in, in order to get better, in order to ascend. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the tarot card of death, I would say, is a, is a prominent theme in Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that is the myth. And then I just want mm-hmm. to give my own little it's not even an anecdote, but story is that I when I was in Greece. Yeah. digging uh we found scorpions and it was scary because <laughs> they like to burrow in dark little corners and recesses and oh my gosh yeah we came across a scorpion and a massive spider and not fun <laughs> you're like okay well this is a thing yeah is there any way to protect yourself against them kill them with your trowel <laughs> I guess. Not really. Yeah, no, no. I mean, in the like, situation that we were in, no. Like, gloves or? Oh, well, you'd be having gloves on anyways. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. There are scary things in this world. Mm-hmm. And scorpions are some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm good with spiders. Give me a, not sorry, spider. BS, um, snakes. Yeah. I have snakes. Scorpion. Yeah. I don't know. There's I just like, something. I like reptiles. Someone out there probably has a pet scorpion and they're going to email oh, yeah. us and let us know uh, their scorpion's name and... That oh, it's please a really do, sweet and that's thing. fine. Yeah. I, just I would know like that. For me, that, that <laughs> no, thank you. Um, yeah. Do I, you have a spread for us? Do you have a spread? So I was a little torn on the theme of, like, when I was making the spread, I was a little torn on which theme to do. I was tempted to do a spread on death. Um, but I don't really want to encourage people in communicating with the dead. Uh, in particular, if you don't have like proper ways of protecting yourself, uh, I know Biddy, you've had bad experiences, um, and I've also had near bad experiences. <laughs> uh, but it's just not, it's not something I really want to encourage people to get into. Um, but I would like to encourage people to look into. Um, into learning about protection of uh, like spiritual protection if this is something that you really want to do i haven't read a lot on it i've only really read one book um one that my mom gave me and also my mom's a trained medium uh so <laughs> I've, I've been given a lot of like personal family training right um second generation yay uh yeah so uh, I would recommend the book that I read, which was Ted Andrews' Psychic Protection book, but I'm sure there's others out there. And I highly recommend at least learning a little bit about it um, so that you can protect yourself if, if you are going to go into this field. But instead, I decided to pick a theme uh, for this spread that is about uh, sexual romance because last month we did Libra which was on relationships and even though I was kind of inspired by the idea of marriage um, and and romantic relationships Biddy brought to my attention hey this spread is actually just relationships in general mm-hmm. and 
uh, Libra loves harmony and relationships and like relationships with all kinds of people. And it, so that was more like platonic relationships it ended up being. So this spread is going to be more about uh, romantic and sexual relationships. Um, okay. So uh, we've got seven cards in total. Um, they f the, the first six form uh, the M shape, which is going according to the Scorpio symbol, which is, it looks like an M with a little tail on it, mm -hmm. like a little stinger, mm -hmm. a little scorpion st stinger on it. Um, so the first card has to do with your attraction, your uh, sexual attraction to the other person. Uh, then we have the past and the future are kind of like leaning, the leaning parts of the M. So you have the past is your second card. The middle pillar of the M is uh, who your actual partner is. And the fourth card is kind of like your another foundational card. It represents connection. So this is the card that is most likely going to represent sexual connection. But if you're looking for, like if you, it, this depends on how the reader wants to interpret this spread. So um, there are lots of different kinds of connections. You can have emotional connections. You can have um, spiritual connections. So the fourth card is really up to interpretation. If the reader wants to interpret it as a sexual connection, it's, it's open for that. But it can be uh, a lot of different kinds of connections as well. And then, of course, our fifth card is the future card. Our sixth card represents vision. So this card has to do with uh, what does the couple see together in their relationship. So it can be connect, like it can be connected to future, or it might not actually be connected to future. Um, a lot of times, couples that don't work out very well, they turns out they had very different visions for what they wanted in their future. So uh, hopefully, these two cards can give you. Um, an idea of where you're going and also if you both see that as being a similar goal you want to end up in and then the seventh card is the stinger <laughs> so this is the part to watch out for in your relationship um, the part that might cause pain and uh, difficulty because hey no relationship is perfect um, there's always something that there's always something that that needs to be worked on really in in relationships and that's part of the fun because loving is a verb it's not it's not a noun it's not something that just happens right it's something that is requiring work sometimes it can be fun work labors of love <laughs> <laughs> um and that is your scorpio spread your scorpio sex spread because scorpios love sex they actually, they actually ruled the genitalia. Hmm. Um, like, as far as body parts go, it's something we haven't talked a lot about, but each sign actually has, like, a different part of the body that is associated with it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, guess guess what? Scorpio yeah. rules the genitals. Now, now I'm curious to know what everything rules. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to look this up. Uh, well, we'll talk about that next month in Sagittarius. How much okay. time do we have left? Do we have time? We have a couple minutes, yeah. Okay, yeah, um, we do have some time. What I wanted to mention is to, just to go back to something that you were saying before about um, protection. Like psychic protection. Psychic yeah. protection. I think yeah. even just, not just psychic protection is important, but as 
an empath, I find just protection in general from other people's energies yes. is super, yeah. I find helpful for me um, and important, especially when I am around a lot of people around, because yeah. um, I work retail as well. And so when I'm in that environment around hundreds of people a day, it can be very draining or around certain people. Definitely. <laughs> can also be draining. So I would also recommend um, looking into that. There are many ways um, to protect yourself. What are you, what's your favorite, Biddy? Oh, good question. Okay, so <laughs> I have a few. I guess yeah. if I'm if I think about it beforehand, um, say going into work or going into a situation where I know that I'll be with someone that is a little a little draining, dicier. Yeah. Yes, um, I will put like I'll imagine a white light kind of surrounding mm. myself and yes. that kind of protection. So like I can still give and receive like love and energy and but positive ones. Yeah, kind of, that, that's what I'll mentally say. You know, only happiness. You know, love, light, and all that stuff can come in and go out, but negative energy kind of stays. Out. <laughs> I love away. that. Yeah, this idea of just envisioning like a white light around you as a mm-hmm. shield. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that too, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, but my favorite one is one that my mom taught me. And it's uh, basically if you are in, let's say you've had a fight with someone and you're just like stewing over it and it really hurts you. It's hurting you um, continuously. Uh, maybe you're like you're just getting overwhelmed by rage or anger or whatever and you're alone even. Mm-hmm. Um something you can do is you can use your hand and cut the cord. Yeah. Yeah. So you can like, basically you use your hand, you swipe it in front of your chest, like where, where your heart, like imagining as if your heart was reaching out with a string towards that other person and you swipe it across that and you envisioning cutting the cord and you almost like, I find I feel almost immediate relief Mm -hmm. if I do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It's kind of uncanny. Yeah. I have done that as well and I do it, um, in a slightly different way, again, if I'm out, so say I am interacting with someone that I can feel is just, yeah, again, either draining me or just mm-hmm. something doesn't feel right and I want to specifically kind of protect myself. I don't want to say we're against, but against well, that person. <laughs> I will imagine that there's kind of this figure eight going um, between me and that other person. And then afterwards, I'll kind of draw that in my hand and envision um, you know, myself protected by one of like the circles and then there's like a spot that's missing that's... that doesn't connect to you anymore. Well, no, I guess I'll, so I'll draw a figure eight on the palm of my hand and right. imagine myself in kind of the circle closest to me and that other person in the little circle at and... the top of the other. And then I'll, um, use my other hand to kind of cu- again, cut that in between spot of the eight yeah so that's kind of envisioning that cutting of those ties all right between myself and that person yeah you're such a visual person oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> it, yeah. I, I hope that came across um, I know yeah. it's, it's, it's tough because it's it, I think that's also a really good uh, a good method for the visual people out there maybe we could draw a picture post it on the Facebook I could draw a picture I could <laughs> I could even do like a video yeah. And of like my hand and doing that. And yeah. Put that up there. And if uh, our listeners have any um, any methods that they also like mm-hmm. of protecting themselves, please, you know, share it with us on fa- on the Facebooks. Yeah. <laughs> we have our group. We do. Yeah. Um, it's it's fun seeing people posting um, posting their spreads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, an exciting Halloween coming up, right? 
it's just in general Halloween. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I, I always thought special? it was. I thought it was always really cool that Halloween and the Day of the Dead fall in Scorpio. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, yeah. it's like we're meant to be scared. We're meant to wonder about the beyond mm-hmm. during this month. Yeah, <laughs> well, I know a lot of my friends and I have been watching uh, as well some scary movies this month. I don't really like horror movies or scary movies, but it also almost <laughs> seems appropriate this month. So I'm more inclined to to watch more now. Yeah, yeah. But I do love Halloween. It is my favorite ha- uh, holiday. Yeah, mine I too. Will say that. Apparently, Canada really loves Halloween. Oh, um, I I heard that somewhere else, but I don't I don't know if like. I don't know if other countries celebrate Halloween as much as we do, but mm, we really love Halloween. Yeah, I really like it. I <laughs> everyone mean, everyone I mean, dresses cross, up. Yeah, cross stitch and everything. Yeah, like Halloween <laughs> is not just for kids here. Oh, no. <laughs> you did make a cross stitch. She, <laughs> she made a cross stitch of Hocus Pocus. Yeah. It has like witches on it and stuff. It's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, so that's it. That's yeah. all the time we got. Yeah, we're good. We're there. Do you have some, some words of wisdom for us? I do have some words of wisdom. Um, this one comes from a Scorpio writer and poet, Margaret Atwood. Um, so I chose this quote because I thought it, it had a, it said a little bit about the Scorpio tendency to desire power and, um, but at the same time, not want to be known or recognized for it. Um, So she says, Margaret Atwood says, I would like to be the air that inhabits you for a moment only. I would like to be that unnoticed and that and that necessary. about stories, stars, and symbols, and all of the above, myths, terror.